0: Hey, I know! I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan!
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime, and whatever else comes to our minds just a quick reminder we are an e for explicit podcast so listener discretion is advised and i'm your host Jacob and i'm here with my co-host Austin. Yellow. Yo. What's up? Not much. Cool. All right, no snappy comebacks from Austin this week. We can move on to our other co-host Alex. How you doing Alex?
2: Howdy cow pokes.
1: Cow pokes. What is that from?
2: I don't know. It's just a generic wild west term
1: oh i was just curious because before the podcast we were talking about some westerns and i was like why is this a topic we're talking about here with with, is tombstone a western because we were talking about that before the podcast
2: yes and that's exactly why i'm in a very western mood because i think you know what honestly we may have talked about this on the podcast like months ago we have yeah and i went on hulu this afternoon I went on Hulu to poke around and see what they had, and they had some really good movies on there, and one of the movies, to my surprise and delight, was Tombstone, so I was very excited because I had been waiting for that movie to come around on a legitimate streaming service platform, and there it was, so I'm super excited, I'm going to watch it later. We should all watch it together, it's a good yeah, movie. We
1: can watch and live live review it, <laughs> that's what we should do. Gosh, I'm missing a lot of movies between Whiplash and Tombstone. I don't know what I don't know what Hollywood's putting out these days. Yeah, Alex
0: did her week talk before we started recording this week. Yes, I'm
2: sorry. I was so excited. I did, like Jacob mentioned, Whiplash. I did watch that today, um, and I've been wanting to see that as well. So I know I jumped right into week talk. I'm sorry. But... No,
1: go ahead. We can keep on going with week talk with Alex leading it off for this week because I think we have a lot to say this week. I think week talk's going to be probably about... Two hours long this week so
2: oh geez well no, was- I'm just
1: ki- I'm just kidding I'm just kidding
2: <laughs> I don't know you may have hyped it up prematurely because that was really it I there's some movies on there that I really been wanting to see and they were there so I was very pleasantly surprised and Whiplash was a really great movie I highly recommend it even if you're not a musician like I didn't really know the technical stuff that was going on in that that movie as far as like musician talk and and all the technical terms but it was still a good movie
0: I just googled it. Whiplash came out 8 years ago. Alex. I know. You waited a long time to watch <laughs> well, that Well, it's one. not
2: like I heard about it immediately after it came out and it's been 8 years of me waiting to see it. It's, you know, it's been a few years, yes, but it's finally it was finally on TV, so or Hulu, I guess, so I watched it.
0: I try and watch all the Oscar movies every year and it never works out because there's too many and they're not all on streaming.
2: And they're not all interesting either, so. Do
0: you watch just the ones for Best Film or do you try to hit like a little bit of all the categories they have. All the above. Really? So you go for the whole, wow. All right. I've never done it. There's too many, but <laughs> I've tried. Jacob, how was your week?
1: My week was pretty, th- pretty good. So we're recording later than normal because I was on a trip this past weekend. I went to uh, a place where me and all these friends originally met. So we went to go have a nostalgia trip. And so we get down there. And like I said, this is a nostalgia trip we're going on here. Rehash some old memories. Everything that I had a fond memory of is gone. Has been leveled. Oh no! <laughs> destroyed. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> so, so much so, been yeah. Yep, it was just everything. Like the old dorm room I used to stay in is just completely gone. A bunch of like I had like several different jobs. All those stores are gone. I'm just like this is great nostalgia here. But it was fun just hanging out. That was just a little disappointing <laughs> with everything being gone. You can never go home. I can never go home. It's true. I'm just a drifter, a nomad. That's what they say. Besides that, Pokemon related, I now have seven badges in Shining Pearl.
2: So no, You're almost done.
1: Yeah, I'm on the part with... Uh, I just... I'm not getting the story of this game with Team Galactic in it there's not much to get <laughs> okay okay I was making sure that was like the consensus because I'm just I didn't even realize they were there until like this point almost like I realized they were there but they had no impact on the game whatsoever I guess until this point
2: Cyrus is a crazy person and that's all you need to know
1: yeah you only battle him I've only battled him like once or twice I feel like I don't know I just feel like it's really lackluster with this game with uh, the villains in quotes I feel like there's just no point to them even being there I wish it was just a straight through there's gems battles get your badges we're good to go but anyway we have to do the the whole some kind of villain thing so
2: here's a question for you guys what do you think in your opinion of all the mainline Pokemon games which one had the strongest story Sun and Moon you think so
1: mm-hmm. I think Sun and Moon yeah
2: and why do you say that
1: why do I say that? I just think that it was, um, well, I think they both kind of flowed pretty well with Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun and then the original Sun and Moon. And then uh, it was a good, the shakeup was very well done, I feel like, with the, not the gyms, but the island battles.
2: Yeah. I...
0: I'm talking holy storylines here. I'm talking like Like the it being teams structured. And all yeah. Yes. Evil teams. I'm talking Sun and Moon had probably some of the most interesting character stuff going on. Like, with Lily and Lusamine and all that, and, like, I don't know, it had some themes that I thought were pretty relatively heavy for this franchise. Like, it's basically about parental abuse. The
2: Guzma stuff.
0: That, too, yeah. So, I don't know, I would say Sun of Moon had the best storyline, and I say this as someone who didn't get very far in Ultra Moon, I guess.
1: Yeah. Son of Moon also had the betrayal aspect of it, too, with that guy...
0: The guy. Wait, wait, wait. No,
1: the the glasses guy that's with the head lady. Like they're actually. Oh, you know, like there was a good twist in it. Up for Pokemon, a good twist, not like a you know Gone Girl type of twist. Glasses guy. <laughs> wait,
2: who's glasses guy?
1: The guy that works. In, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. Oh. I don't know these characters' names. You're gonna have to fill in the blanks for me. I'm describing. You name them.
0: I only know them because they're in the anime, and that and through repetition, I learned the names. You know. That's why I don't know any of the Legends Arceus characters' (laughs)
1: names.
2: I was going to say black and white.
1: That would be second. Or at least tied for first for me. Yeah, agreed on that.
2: I wish they would have gone a little harder with that whole thing. Like, Pokemon battling and, you know, is it, like, fair and just to the Pokemon, you know, kind of thing. Like, that whole concept. But I understand why they were a little reserved. I think it had a lot of potential. Did they meet it? Maybe not so much, but... it's up there for me.
1: I thought they did a great job with Black and White with walking the line without making it, like, weird. Like, you know, like, they made a good point, but they didn't have, like, people throwing Pokemon blood on
0: people, you know? Oh, yeah. They didn't get crazy with it. Well, just you wait for Pokemon Legends Innova, <laughs> then we'll get the Pokemon blood. That's what it right. is. Yeah. <laughs> the sacrifices going on. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, I want that to be the next Pokemon Legends game, is Nova Because I feel like that has the most interesting backstory to explore specifically in like the kings and the brothers and the original dragon and all that that sounds interesting let's do that yeah let's do that that's actually you can get medieval with it too exactly you
2: stop that austin you stop getting our hopes up right now because it's not going to be that cool (laughs) could
1: you imagine it but could you imagine though like it's like a big war field and pokemon and humans are fighting side by side you got to craft your own armor let's game of thrones it game of thrones this thing yeah dang let's do that okay Gen 5 remakes. Woo, get it going. Onova confirmed. 2028. It's coming your way, people. I guess with the... I'm going to turn... Go for sorry, it. Go, go. I was just
0: ending my week, because that's all I've done. <laughs> well, I'm going to start my week. I finished Legends Arceus, um, the main story campaign. I literally just watched the credits right before we started recording this
2: Congratulations.
0: The How many hours? Yay. How many hours? 40 or so. Really? That's it? Yeah, and I was texting a friend about it and I said, oh, look, I only got like 60 more Pokemon to go before I can catch Arceus. And he was like, I only had four to go. And I was like, fuck you. You spent more time on it than I did, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> but you made it a point specifically to not dilly-dally around. and
0: I was prioritizing the side quests, research missions, whatever they are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then as I filled those out, And I couldn't make any more progress on them. I would go back to the main story campaign. And I did that until I finished it. Just now. Now I got the post game to go into. That's great. I
2: did see. So I went and visited Austin a few days ago. We watched some Evangelion. Which was really exciting. But I got a little preview. into Farther into the game. With some of the ride. I guess you can call them ride Pokemon. I'm just going to call them ride Pokemon. Whatever. The (laughs) freaking. That's. What is it? The Sneasel thing?
1: Is it called
0: sneezler? Is it? Is that his name?
1: <laughs> is that a Pokemon or a guy? Oh,
2: my God. That's a, that's a
1: Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. Sneasler. It's the
2: most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. First of all, it looks ridiculous. It's like, it kind of reminds me of the Grinch or something. He's got like a little bit of a pot belly going on. It's very strange. But he literally carries the player around in a box on its back. And all you could see is the eyes of the par- the player staring out. It's so weird.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, Yeah, that is kind of out there. I do think, Jacob, you need to get this game when you can <laughs> and play it because you got to learn all these new Pokemon and stuff because there's a lot more than I thought there'd be. a lot. I, I just don't know if it's my type of game. I don't know. Here, you can borrow
1: mine when I'm done. I'm just going to override your save. It doesn't matter. You're not going to be on my Switch, are you? Oh, well, guess that's. Right. I thought it was dependent on the game. I was thinking old school mm-hmm. Nintendo. Get with the times. I'm, yeah, I live in a cave, so I don't know what movies are coming out. So forty hours, Alex. How many? How much time do you have left? In how much uh, time are you putting into this? Um, three hundred and seven. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I, do you know <laughs> what? Wait, 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 Austin. Actual guess. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, just throw a number out there. Let's see. I'm gonna say she's played it as much as I have. So forty. I'm going to
0: guess 52.
2: I don't know. How are we supposed to verify this? I don't know.
0: Oh, I thought you had it on your Switch.
2: No. <laughs> I'll
0: go get my Switch and we can look.
2: Oh, my God. I don't know. I've put in—I probably put in a fair amount of time, but my method of approach was I want to have as little backtracking as possible, so I run around and, and try to complete as many Pokédex entries as I can for that area. I haven't gotten very far. I'm still on the first like zone.
0: Wow. I have found I've gone back to the first area and the second area. Filling out the Pokédex sheets are a lot easier once you have an overleveled team. Because that way you can just be like, oh, look at all these Cricketots," And you just throw out 20 balls and you catch all the ones you need in one go. And it's a lot easier than doing it as soon as you can because that's impossible.
2: I know. I haven't played it in a in about a week.
0: You got to go back. You got to rewind.
2: <laughs> all right. I know. I haven't played it in a while. So I'll resume and try to... Keep that in mind.
0: Plus, one of your favorite characters is in it. I
2: know, I still can't guess who it is. Well, I did guess, but you wouldn't tell me.
0: You'll want to find out.
2: Who's that guy that you showed me with the chest hair tattoo? What's his name?
0: Like, Gaelic or some oh. shit. Gaelic. <laughs>
2: Gaelic.
0: That sounds cool, though. Ga- Gaelic? Gaelic? He's like an exercise bro. <laughs>
2: There's so many, to your earlier point, there are so many new Pokemon. Especially because they do all these, like... DLC thing like I I still don't even know there's those horses there's like the horses in the DLC for sword and shield Like I don't even know what those are called like absolutely no either. idea
0: I really like the sword and shield
1: DLC actually I heard it was decent I just didn't play it
2: slow it down Pokemon god damn
1: they are pumping them out more money more money more, more money. money we could just print it
2: it's actually kind of getting a little overwhelming honestly
0: you're an adult woman with a full-time job and a life. You don't, What
2: life? It's impossible I mean, to keep up full-time with. Full-time job, yes. Life, no. And I still don't have time for these fucking games. So.
1: Let's go into the episodes for this week. And the two episodes we have this week, the first... Okay, what, oh god, I just lost the episode title.
2: The fourth round rumble. The fourth
1: round fumble. Rumble. The fourth round fumble. The fourth round rumble is what we're going to be talking about first, and then we're going to talk about a friend indeed next. And for this episode of the podcast, Alex, you have the 30 second summary challenge. God damn it, no. Austin, you have the fourth round rumble, Uh. and then I'll finish us off with a friend indeed.
2: You know, I had a premonition, I had a premonition. I was like, you know what? I bet you it's gonna be me this week. Nah, nah, I don't need to prepare.
0: Why do you hate the summaries? They're the easiest They're thing to do. They're not the
2: easiest thing to do. Cause I always am bad at it, that's why.
0: You just open your mouth and let word vomit come out. Yeah, you, can
1: make, you could even talk about like what you're seeing around you. Like, oh, there's a wall, there's a ceiling. You could just do that. Like, it's really up to you what you do. Like when I, when I talk about episode I may just talk about laundry and how, you know, there's no detergent now, but that's it's up to you. You just do you.
2: If I was witty and spontaneous, that would work, but I'm not, so we'll try we'll try and see how this goes.
1: All right. Let's get these horrible episodes over with. disagree. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. These great episodes. I was just reading well, the episode. To, I was trying to read the room here. All right, get ready, Alex. Three, two, one, go.
2: Okay, in this episode, Ash and friends are watching Gary's fourth match. And Gary, unfortunately, loses to some random girl. It's very sad. So then Ash is having all this anxiety because he's like, oh, no, Gary's lost. So he battles on the grass field against Jeanette, a girl with some bug Pokemon and a crazy Bellsprout. And... Some of his Pokemon win, he's doing good, but then he loses to Bellsprout, except for, surprise, he's got a Muck, and Muck saves the day, and also Team Rocket's there.
1: Eh, time out. Good job. That was a good summary.
2: Okay, let's talk about it.
1: Okay, so what are the two episodes? Austin, you said there's one good episode. Were you talking about this one, or were you talking about A Friend Indeed?
0: This is the good one. Okay, okay, so we're <laughs> on agreement. There, Okay, Okay. I think this is the best episode of the League, of this League. Oh my
2: god, that's saying something, okay. it's a
0: very bold statement.
2: Why is that?
0: Y'all disagree? Because it's the only one that actually has battling in it. But the
2: battles (laughs) kind of, like, suck.
0: They do kind of suck, but it's better than what we've been getting.
2: I mean, I have thoughts about the muck battle, which I'll save until we get there, but I was very, it was underwhelming for me.
0: All right, let's get into the play-by-play, because we're starting now on the Rock Field. And once again, we are starting out with the third Pokemon for both competitors, because fuck that, we don't want to animate a full battle. (laughs) It's Gary's Arcanine. No, wait, Gary's Nidoking Nidoking, versus Melissa's... Graveler. Golem. Golem. (laughs) Graveler. (laughs) Don't try and correct me, Jacob. (laughs) Sorry, Golem. (laughs) Gary's like, attack it with a um, horn attack or some shit. Yeah, And Golem's like, uh uh-uh, uh. And it grabs Nido King by the horn and it slices- tosses it into the air and back. And Gary loses. Poor
2: Nido King.
0: Yeah, poor Nido King. Gary, I'm like apathetic towards, so he can lose. I don't care.
2: Oh, no. What? We love Gary in this house. I, at least I do.
0: Maybe in your house. Gary hasn't done anything. He's just kind of there sometimes. So I don't care. Oh, <laughs> he's just kind of there. And now he's kind of gone because the cheerleaders are having a fit. And uh, Ash is like, "Oh no, you're lost." And Gary's like, "I guess I lost, but oh well." He and the girls all pile into the convertible, and that cool lady with the sunglasses drives them away. As the thus the girls are inconsolable, and Gary's just like gone for the rest of the season. I guess goodbye. I was thinking that he would have left the
1: cheerleaders there since he blamed them for his loss, but. Oh, yeah, he did do that. (laughs) I
2: actually had some thoughts about the cheerleaders, because I know we've talked about them a couple of times. And, oh, you know, do they really care about Gary? Are they just like a paid accompaniment to, you know, hype him up or whatever, wherever he goes. But they were like really sad and crying. So I was like, okay, if you were like paid to do a job, they'd be like, okay, screw this. You know, you've lost. We're out of here to our next gig. But they were like really crying. So I feel like they really care about him, which is kind of weird in in its own way because they're like grown adult women, but...
1: I thought it was like a Stockholm Syndrome thing going on that they've been with him so long that they just kind of care about him. Like, you know, the money's still flowing, but they just kind of have this forced bond with him.
0: So they just like him. I think the cheerleaders are sexist. I think it's a sexist trope.
2: Well, that might be, but I was trying to think of it in the best possible way of like, oh, they really care and they were sad when he lost.
0: I'm glad they cared because I didn't.
2: At least Gary was a good sport about his loss. He was just like, yeah, you know, I lost on purpose or whatever the hell he said. And then he was like, I'm out of here. Smell you later.
0: Thankfully, we don't have to smell Gary at all because he's gone. And now it's time for Ash to battle because, oh, my God, it's time for Ash's battle on the grass field right now.
1: God, the grass field is so lazy. In my opinion, it's like they had all this cool stuff set out. Then they're like, oh, there's an empty soccer field. Let's just let's just use that. We didn't want to mow the lawn on this one, so just go Yeah, there's nothing cool on the grass field. (laughs) It's so stupid.
0: (laughs) It's such a stupid arena, anyway. Meanwhile, Jesse and James and Meowth are having one of their um, vendor stands, and someone wants one of those official Pokemon League badges. And Jesse and James are like, sorry, we're all out. Meowth says, no, we ain't. We got one more in the back. So he goes back there. It turns out he's making counterfeit merchandise. Jesse and James are appalled. Anyway. Wait,
2: wait. I have a question about this.
0: Was it James's bottle caps?
2: That's a good question, but that wasn't my question. My question is they were selling these quote unquote official league badges, which is like terrible anyway. But were they actually selling badges that they stole or were they making them from the bottle caps the whole time?
0: I think because Meowth is the brains of the operation Jesse and James assumed that the, he had gotten, I guess, like, he had become an official vendor through whatever process they have to sell Lord. official merchandise, but turned out he was faking stuff the whole time.
2: Can you even be allowed to sell official badges? Like, that just seems very...
0: Well, I don't think they're gym badges. Like, it's like a little thing to put on your jacket. Oh, like, like a little keychain or
2: something? Yeah. Okay. yeah.
1: It's like a lightsaber from Star Wars, from Disney or something.
0: It's like, oh, it's an official lightsaber.
2: So not official, but officially licensed.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's what I, I didn't assume it was like, come buy a Cascade badge or okay. whatever. Okay,
2: maybe I was thinking the worst case scenario here.
0: Yeah, the use of the word badge was misleading.
1: I thought they would try to make like fake badges outside to get trainers in the Pokemon League. Like that would be more of a Team Rocket kind of thing to do, if that makes sense. Like make fa- fake badges that the trick to help kids get in the league without actually battling the gyms.
0: Y'all, we already had a gym badge episode, and I don't want to have another one. (laughs) Back to this episode. Oh, I should note that James was watering Victory Bell. Hooray! That was
2: super cute.
0: Yes. So, our complaints have been heard, and Misty and Brock are not Ash's coaches on the sidelines this time.
1: Thank God. Ash is
0: going to do this all by himself. Misty is very disappointed in this because she wanted to do it again. But, I mean, we're still stuck on our, like, while well, we're on a grass field, Ash needs to use a grass-type Pokemon, Bulbasaur. Oh, thank
2: you for bringing that up, because I wrote that specifically. I'm like, why are they still back to conflating the idea that you need to have a matching Pokemon to the field? That's so stupid. Ugh.
0: Yeah, Misty and Brock are the only people in this entire event that seems to be under that
1: impression. What, what, what is King? What type of Pokemon is that?
0: Poison, Poison Ground.
1: ground. Yeah. Well, everyone's doing that, then, because it was on the ground. yeah. And
0: golem, too. Golem. Golems rock around. Well, not yeah.
2: necessarily. The last couple episodes, we had the the kid with the... What was it? Petey Pebbleton, or whatever the hell his name was?
0: <laughs> Petey Pebbleton. Petey Peloton.
2: <laughs> He used an Arcanine in the ice field, so not everyone has this stupid idea that you have to match your type of Pokemon up to the field you're on, but whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm I mean, our, our, new, our character of the day is going to kind of do that. Because she's going to use two bug types and a grass type, but whatever.
2: Oh, my God. Let's, oh, jeez, That whole. Let's get to our new character,
0: Jeanette Fisher, who had Erica vibes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. She's coming out and she has the red carpet thrown out for her by her, like, servant man. (laughs) He's he's walking behind her throwing flower petals in her pathway. She's so
2: extra. What the hell is that?
0: She has an entire, like, wing of the stadium booked for her fans, which is, uh, again, a bunch of cheerleaders, like, American-style cheerleaders, a couple karate guys going, hi yeah, And, like, (laughs) seemingly hundreds of people holding up signs that make a giant V for victory.
2: This is so weird. (laughs) Is it that common to have cheerleaders cheering for? It's so bizarre. Okay.
1: Yeah, like, half the stadium is on her, and then, like, you know, Brock has... Or Ash has Brock and Misty.
2: Well, they Misty says that too. She's like, mm-hmm. all we have, like they have a whole section, and all Ash has is us too.
0: Except for Brock, who's become a traitor and is now on Jeanette's side, and he's like so upset for Jeanette's behalf whenever she's not doing well. Ugh. Um, it's time for the battle. Oh, but um, let's see how I can do this. Okay, <clears throat> <clears throat> who's up first? Who we got out coming out here to battle first? Alright, we got Bulbasaur on Ash's side, and we got Beedrill on Jeanette's side. Beedrill does a tackle attack, but Bulbasaur jumps aside. Bulbasaur does a razor leaf, but it misses every single time. Then Tween Needle is Beedrill's move of choice. Bulbasaur is doing some great dodging. Right, left, right, left, right, left. But Beedrill's very phallic stinger is going to use Poison Sting on Bulbasaur. Cut to Brock blushing in the audience. Bulbasaur uses a Leech Seed, which kind of pins itself on the phallic stinger, and it wraps up Beedrill and zaps the bejesus out of it with all this red energy going everywhere. Brock is crying, because how dare Jeanette not win. Bulbasaur tackles Beedrill and defeats it. Ha ha! Beedrill's out of the game. That
2: was lame. I'm sorry. Lame. Bulbasaur should not have won against Beedrill, okay?
0: Leech Seed is a great move, by the way. I always use that in the games. Yeah, but Do against really- a Beedrill? Mm-hmm. hmm Beedrill's shit.
2: But it's a- what? Is it Bug? poison or bug flying i can't remember
0: uh i think it's bug poison probably you get this
1: intimidating looking beadroll like way early in the series and then you see this one that's just garbage so
2: there's no way it could have dodged all those bulbasaur could not have do- oh my god okay i know they're trying to like shoehorn a victory in here for ash but still
1: <laughs> they're really
0: handing it to him here
2: just wait until the next freaking one okay
0: Oh god, what's the next one? Oh, okay, Scyther. we'll talk about the next one right now. Jeanette agrees. Vigil shit. Because she says, this one, one won't be so easy. And she sends out her Scyther. And once again, Bulbasaur is dodging like a pro because Scyther is slash, slash, slash. And Bulbasaur is like, fuck that. So Scyther uses a quick attack. But quick attack is depicted very oddly in that quick attack takes the form of, like, an air slash attack. It hits Bulbasaur in the forehead, but it seems pretty fine. <laughs> <laughs> then Scyther uses double team which again does not work like double team is supposed to work because it like Naruto has some clones go going on
2: was, yeah <laughs>
0: has it always been like three copies that it makes
1: in anime is it at least consistent with that because no, I remember it the varies. last time we yeah I saw one but it was like it was like a hundred copies or something at one point and this they stick with three why would you limit it I, I don't know
2: and then Brock, we get some weird explanation of double team from Brock. Like, it loses defense for attack. No, it fucking doesn't. What is he he <laughs> says something about, like, oh, it trades defense for attack power. And I'm like, Brock, that has nothing to do with what double team is. Like,. <laughs>
0: He's just <laughs> spitting out garbage. Well, as we know, Kingler is weak to air Right, assault, I forgot. And double team makes it so you have lower defense. Oh,
2: God. Okay, well, the way... I, this was even... Okay, I could maybe kind of hand wave the Beedrill battle away a little bit, but the Scyther versus Bulbasaur battle was garbage. I'm I'm sorry. I love Bulbasaur, but it should not have won this.
0: Well, it does anyway, because Bulbasaur doesn't care what you think.
2: Apparently not. <laughs>
0: There's some stupid bullshit where it vine whips one decoy, and then the other decoy, and then the last one is the real Scyther. No, you, you forgot to mention that it vine whips separately, and then to get
1: all of the vines come together to hit the target oh, yeah. main one, which is makes zero sense if you actually... You have to kind of watch it. Austin's doing a great job describing it, but the two, they're split across the arena, but then they come forward at the exact same time. Once again, Bulbasaur denies physics here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Bulbasaur hit Scyther... And now it's down for the count with one hit, because as we know, Double Team lowers your defense. Yeah, I guess it does for some reason. Meanwhile, Team Rocket. Team Rocket has set up their Mayoth balloon above the (laughs) stands. They have, like, (laughs) tied a bunch of giant Pikachu plushies to the balloon or something. And they're like, well, while everyone's distracted by the Pikachus, we're going to use our evil vacuum hose to steal the Pokemon or whatever stupid bullshit they're doing. Thankfully, Officer Jenny's are on the case because they see the Meowth balloon. They say, we know who that is. That's Team Rocket. And they command their Arcanine, which is actually a Growlithe, to use Flamethrower on the balloon. At this point, Team Rocket's vacuum is not working. So Officer Jenny and Officer Jenny um, appear to grab them. So Team Rocket runs into the stands, runs into a vendor cart. And become, magically becomes like hot dogs, hot dogs, eat your hot dogs kind of people, which is a role <laughs> they will have for the rest of all time. That whole scene oh was ridiculous. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> how,
0: how far
1: away was that balloon for the Arcanine, putting that in air quotes, to reach it? That thing was really far away. And when they hit it, the Pikachus just drop. Like Ginny doesn't know if someone's right underneath it right? or okay. what is going on.
2: My I had the exact same thought. I'm like, first of all, they're just like leisurely walking by see this meowth balloon and their first instinct is to attack with fire and the flaming balloon there's above a crowd of children and families and people just having a good afternoon stroll and they set the balloon on fire so now it's this giant flaming balloon that's like spiraling out of control it could land on the crowd it could fly into the trees and start a massive like brush fire no regard for the safety of anyone
1: uh, that is flammable gas, too.
2: Yeah, it could have blown up.
1: It could, It should have just blown up. It should have been like a meth lab explosion that happened there. But it didn't.
2: Freaking jennies. And then they go, like you said, Austin, they go to apprehend the pokeyback. They write the freaking machine a ticket. They're like, we don't even know what this oh, thing really? is. Yeah, they attempt to give the thing a ticket. I'm like, you guys know it's <laughs> a an, ticket for what? an inanimate object.
0: Gotta get that money. My favorite detail is the Pikachu's land in the crowd and you hear a man saying, "Come on, grab one."
2: You, oh my god, I you missed. Kind of you to steal yeah, shit. Shit. Just take them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just take them.
1: <laughs> um, oh. my Oh Man, that's uh they did pretty well with identifying the balloon, but the execution of how to take it down and handling the Perpetrators was not very well done, Jenny.
2: They didn't even catch them. They didn't. They just disappeared after they started running away. They didn't even
1: watch that scene in two times speed if you have the opportunity, and it makes it
2: three times <laughs>
0: funny. Like just they're just like walking really fast, and they're like look the balloon. And it's just it's just gone. It's hilarious. Oh my god, Jacob. Do you watch the entire episode in two times? Sometimes when I have to fit them in. Okay, when did you watch these episodes? Uh, today at okay. two, at
1: two times speed. <laughs>
0: See, I take forever to do it because I'm, like, pausing it and typing notes Mm -hmm. and, like, all my notes have to be, like, complete sentences because I'm an idiot who never learned how to note take. I just put one
1: word and then, like, later on when I read or something, I remember what I was talking about most of the time.
2: See, that doesn't work when you have a horrible memory. I do it the same way as you, Austin. I take detailed, full-length sentence notes.
1: Well, that happens, too, because then I just lean on you guys if I don't remember. I was like, what (laughs) happened? (laughs) And
0: then you just type it and then you just finish it for me. If you would like to read our notes, you can go to the third tier on our Patreon, and you're able to see them. My chicken scratch. You won't be able to read it, but you might be able to get what I was trying to do. Oh, do you take to. physical notes on paper?
1: No, I, I would do that, though, if they went the fourth tier. Okay. Give us 20 likes in the next 20 minutes, and I will handwrite my notes for the next episode.
0: Yeah, it's $8,000 a month for the third tier, by the
1: way.
2: Jeez.
0: That's inflation. All righty, back to Jeanette. Jeanette's doing really shitty because it seems like all these gym are ba- gym battle battles, Badgles. league battles are kind of like sweeps because Bulbasaur now has taken out two Pokemon. Now she sends out her Bellsprout, and everyone in the audience is like, Bellsprout fucking sucks," including Ash.
2: Yeah, well, he's getting a little cocky. He's like, "Ah, Sprout. oh, my Bulbasaur is sweeping your whole team, ah.
0: Can you blame him for that Kingler shit? No. Well, no. (laughs)
2: True. That's a good point. But he's got a little bit of an inflated ego going on.
0: Well, there's one thing we know about Pokemon from this anime. It's that the little cute ones are the ones who are the most powerful. That's true. Bulbasaur goes in for a tackle, but Bellstrout uses its jazz hands attacks, and it grabs Bulbasaur, (laughs) and then it does a death drop behind itself, and it smashes Bulbasaur away. Now Bulbasaur is really getting pissed once again. So it goes back for Bellsprout, and then we get kind of like a Hulk-Loki situation where Bellsprout is Hulk and Bulbasaur is Loki, and it's like smacking the shit out of him on the ground until it eventually throws Bulbasaur into Ash's podium and finally KOs it. Poor Bulbasaur. Next up is Pikachu. Bellsprout, meanwhile, is doing a full dance routine and is avoiding Pikachu's thunder attacks, or thunder shock attacks, rather. It razor-leafs through some rocks, which is terrifying, because the implication is they would split Pikachu in half.
2: Where did those rocks even come from? Like, they weren't there, and then they were there.
0: They migrated over from the rock field.
2: Yeah.
1: No, no. You know what? They. I think they are actually were just giant ant mounds, because they haven't mowed the grass in a
0: while, we see. No, so it's that's true. the reason why I cut through them. It was just, like, dirt. I don't know. The audience was very impressed by it, though. And I would be, too. I'd be like, get that thing fucking away from here. It's going to kill us. Just flying in the stands. <laughs> oh, God. I always wonder about that. The people in the stands, like, they feel so safe as there's, like, laser beams and, like, fire and electricity flinging through the air.
2: Wait a minute, That's wait. That's very true. What was that recent thing with Pokemon and they had, like, the battles, but they had, like... Journeys. Barrier, yeah.
0: Yeah, and Journeys, they finally have a barrier for the stands.
2: Yes, okay.
0: That's pretty cool. Oh,
2: it was for the Gigantamax battles, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Okay. But we're really not there yet. We're still in, like, pretty low-key terms at the moment. It's very, like, little creature fighting little creature. Speaking of which, Pikachu finally lands a hit on Bellsprout, but it turns out Bellsprout's grounded with its little root feet toes. So Pikachu gets pretty aggro, and he starts doing some, like, boxing and jabbing. I guess when Ash tried to teach Pikachu how to box in that Hitmonchan episode that stuck around. So it's, like, jab, 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 thrust. But it doesn't matter because Bellstrop's doing some like erotic hip thrusting with its like little leaf hands on its back of its neck. And like he's frozen. No, I'm here. There we go. (laughs) Okay, he's here. All right. I
2: hope okay, I hope that your mic picked up your audio because for us it was like -er, -er, -er."
0: (laughs) Well, that's a pretty good description of the battle, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, good teamwork there. We'll make it work. I'll make it work in the editing booth. Don't you worry. Eventually, Bellsprout kicks Pikachu in the face and knocks it out.
2: No, he he does, like, a karate chop with his, his little leaf With his thing, leaf hand. And Pikachu, oh, does he? yeah, completely, like, scrambles Pikachu's brain and uh, Pikachu, like, falls out.
0: Okay, what Alex said. That happened. Yeah. Meanwhile, Misty is like, what is Ash going to do? Before Delia and Oak manifest in thin air before her eyes. Because they're there, too, now. And they're sitting with them because it's easy to get a seat at this event, I guess. Turns out that at some point, Ash asks Oak to send over Muck for this battle. Everyone's like talking shit about Ash. Like, Oak and Misty are like, we're really surprised that he thought ahead. Well, that's so crazy. <laughs> but Delia's all on Ash's side. Good for her. Bellsprout goes to tackle Muck, which is surprising to me because it's an offensive maneuver instead of a defensive one like it's been doing. But whatever. Bellsprout goes into Muck and Muck. Like, kind of mucks all over it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a muck load. And pins it to the ground and, like, strangles it to death. <laughs> Suffocates it, yeah.
2: I Okay, I'm sorry. I feel like I had a little bit of a problem with the muck physics or whatever. Like, I was thinking muck is supposed to be this goopy, disgusting, drippy, like, slime ball thing.
1: Like, barely being held together. Yes,
2: but the way they had muck in this and... and It's complete, like, physical form. It was, like, bouncy. Like, you put your finger in, and it's like, boom, boom, boom. Like, it just comes and springs right back onto you. Like, it it didn't... It
1: was like flubber.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't the drippy, goopy sludge that it should have been. I don't know. I just, I felt kind of weird about it.
1: Muck is a grass
0: type, so... No, muck is a poison type. It had the advantage in the grass. No, it didn't. (laughs)
2: Poison is advantageous over grass, right?
0: But Bellsprout's poison type.
2: Oh, it also is. That's right. But still, but that still doesn't have any bearing on Muck's, like, physical makeup and the fact that it was, like, stretchy and, ugh, I don't know.
0: I mean, did you kind of want Bellsprout's head to, like, come out the other side of Muck's back? And it's just covered in goop?
2: Yeah, kind of.
0: Ew, like like an alien?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's Muck is a sludge. He's a pile of sludge. He's not a bouncy, like, piece of bubble gum, like...
1: It would have made more sense if Muck, like, swung its arm and then, like, sludge fell off of it and hit, like, Sprout in the yeah. eyes and blinded it. And then, like, Muck just kind of, like, made it slip. Made exactly. it slip and then it knocked mm. itself out. That would have been more, like, a believable battle scenario for them. See,
2: if we were in Diamond and Pearl era, we would have had a really cool battle with... Like some really cool Muck action going on, but this was very underwhelming and kind of a shit battle. So I felt bad for Muck because he really got no screen time at all.
0: I am surprised at you guys. I thought this was the best battle we've had in the anime yet.
2: What? He didn't even do anything.
0: (laughs) That's what I liked about it. Muck would like take no prisoners. He's gonna he's gonna pin you and you're you're done. I thought it was cool, but not like. Without its problems. Like, Alex pointed out a bunch of issues. All right, we're going to have to agree to disagree. I'm taking Mm. the positive approach on this one.
2: No, don't get me wrong. I mean, I really like Muck. I just think they did him really dirty because I think there's a lot they could have done with him to showcase his disgustingness and his, like, I don't know. There was so much they could have done.
0: They could show the audience with nose plugs, too. That would have been great. I think it makes sense for them to do Muck dirty. I mean, he is dirty. (laughs) Ooh, zingers
2: anyway muck wins
0: through advantage of mass i guess uh jeanette takes her defeat in stride we don't see her cheering squad and what their reaction was but who the hell cares ash wins yay yeah that's it yay. that's the episode that's it that's the
1: episode that is the fourth round rumble that was very battle heavy that's probably the like most battles but the the whole episode was just a battle so i think
0: it's the most battles we've ever had in a single episode yeah, I guess so. If you count the individual Pokemon, yeah.
2: I'm surprised you didn't mention the little part at the end with Team Rocket.
0: What was at the end?
2: Where they contemplate their career choices and and the trajectory from then on out. Like they admit that they're better at selling things than stealing things, so they should have stuck with that.
1: You guys ready to move on to the MVP, LVP, and the quotes? Please, for this episode. All right, most viable player, least viable player. And the quote that had the most impact remember no repeats and i didn't have i don't have anything good for this episode so austin you're first followed by myself and then alex you're gonna round us up at the end there i'm gonna go
0: with my mvp being muck for his battle Damn debut it. muck muck the champion Ah, <laughs> uh, muck the fuck
2: excuse me
1: oh my gosh yep <laughs> i didn't think of It is that
0: rides with muck
1: <laughs> it is slimy truck buck yeah muck the Luck. truck there we go
0: oh yeah, my so you god young buck
1: <laughs> shows his mindset there uh, it, y'all it's a long oh
0: pandemic god. what can i say so muck has another ability it's slimy greasy it has that big old mouth body yeah, it's got that Stop. big old mouth Stop.
2: oh my god and then there was that one screenshot of um bell's prop when it like kicked him in the face and then there was that big ballic protrusion that came out of the other side
0: yeah that's why he gets mvp ah. uh, he used a pp up
2: oh my god you guys okay
0: my lvp will be brock <laughs> for being a little traitor and crying when jeanette was not winning
2: oh lord
0: okay am i quote i don't have a quote <laughs> do i have a quote do i have just come up with something okay i'm gonna go with Officer Jenny says, after him, Jenny. And then the other Officer Jenny says, Roger, Jenny. (laughs) All right, my turn.
1: I gave my MVP to Bellsprout.
2: Man, you guys took the (sighs) best ones.
1: The only ones really. (sighs) I gave it to Bellsprout because he was such an underdog and everyone was just assuming that he would suck. But he went out there and actually dominated until we faced the solidified muck. And then my, I give my LVP to Jenny for just dropping that balloon without even thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that really could have done some damage. And, oh God, I don't really have a, a quote. I guess my quote would be when, um, I'm have like a dialogue section here. Uh, Misty goes, uh, she pulls out a Scyther or something like that. And Misty goes, Jeanette does. And Misty's like, oh God, I hope she doesn't have a, any more Pokemon. And then Brock goes, well, I just hope she doesn't have a boyfriend. it's like like, yep truth true to character there brock
2: dang you guys took the best ones all right i'm gonna start with lvp and i'm gonna give it to ash
1: yay mvp lvp oh okay loser
2: loser of the day ash because i was mad at him because i felt like he didn't give muck a chance to shine at all the only thing he said to do was oh muck use body slam and that was it like i feel like muck could have had so many other cool moves like make it use a poison move like sludge bomb or something i don't know like anything but he it was lame i mean i guess on the one hand it's like good for ash for bringing out muck but then like boo on you ash because you didn't like let it do anything maybe that'll change i can't remember if he uses muck later on i'm sure he does question mark i don't know
1: he doesn't want to muck around there you go
2: we'll see we will see um god my original MVP was Muck, but I can't use that. So I'm going to give it to Gary. Oh, God damn it. Because I like Gary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's not the first time you've said I'm giving it to Gary because I like Gary.
2: I'm a basic bitch. Oh, what my can God. I say?
0: You the like chairs Gary? chair's falling apart. You <laughs> just saw
1: that. Gary took his loss really well, though. So he give did. him that. You
2: know what? Fine. That's that's the, the other, like, not basic reason. Um, yeah, he took the L with Grace. He was like, you know what? It's because I couldn't let the... He says something about it. He's like, oh, I lost on purpose or, or whatever it was. Poor Gary. I felt bad for him. But maybe we'll see him later on. Oh, God. What quote should I pick? Uh, I like the part when Bell Sprout did its crazy razor leaf and split those two boulders in half. And then the announcer guy says, a double-edged razor leaf. That's one spectacular sprout.
0: Yay. We did not have good quotes this time. <laughs> no. Well, there, there was, weren't any. There was there the whole
2: um, Team Rocket motto at the end, which I wrote. If
0: you oh, guys would yeah, do that. that. <laughs> I thought for sure that was going to be your quote. I thought.
2: Why wasn't it your quote?
0: I didn't write it down because it was going to take too long to do that.
2: Well. That's exactly
0: why I didn't write it down <laughs> either.
2: Should I just say it?
0: Yes, you do it. Do it
2: love when they do the the wacky mottos um
0: here post it in the chat and we'll take turns someone will be jesse someone will be james
2: okay let me do that
0: you got to do your impressions too
2: all right who wants to be who i'll
0: be james i'll be Meowth.
2: okay i guess i'll be jesse
1: (laughs)
0: okay next thing you know the two of you will want to open a fast food joint
2: that's not a bad idea we can call it jesse's
0: james
2: want a burger and fries without trouble
0: if you're really
1: hungry, make it double. To
2: protect the world from hunger and thirst.
1: Our food isn't bad, at least not the worst.
2: The Team Rocket Restaurant, blasting for a bite. We, we stay, stay open, open
1: all, day.
0: all day.
2: We stay we open, stay all, open night. all
0: night. We're just not in sync as they are. Oh my <laughs> Remember God. Remember that time we tried to sing the song and it didn't work out too well. <laughs> yep.
1: All right, so that concludes the fourth round rumble. And now we are on A Friend Indeed. Oh my God. And I should have... I should have clarified earlier that deed is spelled D E E D. So it's not what? It's the other way. It's wh- 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 not okay, what? wait,
2: are you saying it's not a friend indeed? <laughs> like the word indeed. It's a friend yes, yes. In, in deed.
1: Deed. Yes. It's not a combo word.
2: It's not the word indeed. It's a friend in space deed.
0: That's such a stretch of an episode. Like, like a episode friend title. in need
2: or something. Maybe it's like a, a friend, friend in need, need, but it's like a friend in deed. Who the hell cares? <laughs>
0: what deed they do? <laughs>
1: That's, you don't do Rock a deed.
2: I mean, I, I mean, the mystery character that we get introduced to kind of like helps Ash out this whole episode.
1: I knew as a child exactly what they were going for with when this episode came on. Like I knew exactly what was going to happen with Ash in the league. This episode ruined the whole buildup for me. Did it? Yeah, it did. Cause I knew exactly what was gonna happen. Cause I knew anime at that point. And I was like, they got this guy coming in, <laughs> and of course, talk about more. There's something gonna happen. It, it's ah uh, yes. You know what I mean? Well, like I
2: just knew the, the trope. Yes. Okay. Yes, I understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I knew the trope that was going with this. I don't think I remember this at all, to be honest. I don't think this made an impression on me.
2: I think what Jacob means is they are introducing a character that's ultimately going to. Upstage, yeah. I know what
0: you mean, but I myself, I don't remember having any reaction to this whatsoever. This character, I knew exactly what they were going for the first and second time I saw
1: this episode. Of course, the second time, but you know, it was a long time between the first and second. Right. So. All right, Alex, get ready.
2: Wait. Okay. I need a. I need a minute. Let me just. Let me just go back over my notes here real quick.
1: well, well you've got ten seconds until we start because I got the timer right. All here.
2: right. All right. I'm ready. Ten
1: seconds. Let me get to a round number. Count me down. Five, four, three, two, one, go.
2: So Delia wants to celebrate Ash's victory with a home-cooked meal. So she commandeers a restaurant and takes over and cooks him food at the restaurant. They meet this mysterious character who gets on the elevator with them and he becomes an elevator mechanic and saves them from being stuck in the elevator then team rocket steals all the pokemon from the pokemon league they track down the van they rescue all the pokemon after spending the night in the woods and getting into a pissing contest with each other about who's gonna be the better trainer and eh. that's yeah
0: <laughs> what kind of contest did they get into
2: pissing, pissing contest. contest
1: oh okay and and alex forgot to mention that they did it against the wind yep too so it's gonna splash all over them yep so, let's see who gets the most wet here, especially with me reading this episode.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Austin's face. <laughs> okay. Oh, sometimes God,
1: just, if only <laughs> there was just, a
2: visual component to this It's podcast. so
1: natural sometimes it just flows. Like, I don't even know what I was saying there. It's weird. That just was... like the peace dreams. Oh, my God. That's right. God. Yep. Double oh, This is a golden shower of an episode.
0: Oh, remind All me right. to read a note later. Okay, I got one highlighted. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now or later? later
1: we'll get to that whatever you got to talk about in a minute because right now like Alex was talking about our twerps are hungry and they want something to eat Ash doesn't have to worry about this so he says dinner's on him because challengers in the league get free food but I don't know if this extends to guests so I don't know if Brock and Misty have to pay for their food or if this is kind of covered by like you get like a couple free passes or something they don't really mention it
2: I think Ash is just being presumptuous as always
1: He's just being on his high horse a little bit here, because like, we're past the preliminary rounds at this point in the league, so I guess he's feeling like he's actually done something. All of a sudden, they come across Dillia and Oak wondering about, and then Ash's mom says, hey, don't worry about getting your friend's food or anything like that. I'll be the one to make you guys dinner. And the Twerps are like, hey, where are you going to cook? There's no kitchens or anything in our little condominiums that we're staying in.
2: Yeah, I guess they're in the Pokemon Village. That's where they're st- staying at so
1: which i thought the pokemon village did a great job with this making sure there's no kitchens or anything to cook with in (laughs) the the hotels because then you have to go out and eat boosting local commerce
2: well it's all for free for them but i guess you know guests still have to pay or you might get like extra stuff
1: yes yeah exactly with there being no kitchen to cook with delia decides that she's just gonna go to a random restaurant and just compensate their kitchen she's gonna become the sous chef for the night but she's only going to make food for Ash and friends. And what I saw with this part, it was a callback to when remember when we were doing the the flame run or whatever? Oh god. And how Ash just kind of ran up there and took it took it over without asking. Well, I wonder <laughs> where he gets it from. Cause... Yeah, so this is where he <laughs> this is where he gets it from is Delia just kind of I don't know, just having her way with this kitchen.
2: Well, apparently she was so good and the food was so delicious that the chef even wanted her recipe for whatever it was, the croquets or whatever.
1: Croquettes.
0: Croquettes. It's like, yeah, croquettes, it's like fried chicken or something, I guess. I was thinking about how she was a restaurateur in the novels. Oh,
2: yeah, you're right. That's a good callback to that.
0: Oh, with she the... She Palette
2: House. She ran a restaurant.
0: Which I think we can safely say is not canon, but... This is a little hint of that, I guess.
2: Interesting.
0: It blends into this, at least. Anyway, like Alex said, the
1: chefs compliment her and they kind of take some of her recipes and I guess they're going to serve them later on when they change their menu. And then we get some kind of highlights and highlight into how the next rounds are going to take place in the Pokemon League with Oak telling Ash that, hey, next round, he gets to use six Pokemon and what choices he would like to make then. Yes, Austin. It's the
0: round after the next round. So it's not the next one? It's not the next one.
2: So are these considered the semifinals, or is the six-round match the semifinals?
1: Oh, okay. Okay, I get what you're saying. If he wins, it's two rounds from now. I got gotcha. You're yes. right.
0: Okay. Well, I even make that comment in that case, but whatever.
2: To prepare him, because you know Ash wouldn't, like, think about it.
0: Well, th- okay, so he says that, and that doesn't
1: make sense, like Austin said. But then Ash responds by saying that he wants to see his next opponent before he chooses his Pokemon.
2: Like, that means anything. Yeah,
1: that doesn't make any sense because it doesn't matter. You don't know who or what Pokemon the person you're going to challenge Don't has. judge
2: a book by its cover because last episode, Jeanette Fisher, you would assume she would have a water Pokemon team, but she's got some bugs and grass Pokemon. So.
0: Because her last name's Fisher? Yes. So you think Ash is aware of the fact that everyone in this world has a pun name?
2: No, well, I'm just saying you shouldn't <laughs> judge a book by the cover because, you know, you just never know.
0: My name's Misty. I use water types. My name's Brock. I use rock types. My name's Lieutenant Surge. I use electric types, etc. that's
2: why they call him Icy Price.
0: We're not there yet.
2: (laughs) I was thinking, I'm sorry, this is completely off topic. I don't know what the hell. Oh, it was the other day when you showed me whatever his name is, Gaelic or whatever, the Wolfrick guy in uh, Legends. So it's like looking up all the gym leaders to see, because we were having a discussion, like, has anyone else had chest hair? Which turns out wasn't chest hair, it was a tattoo, I digress. But I was like, going through, and I saw Price, and it just reminded me of that whole stupid episode with that lady, and she was like, and that's why they call him Icy Price. And I was like, what the
0: fuck? I'm giving this tangent, the Award for most oh. random, disconnected hands that we've had so far. because <laughs> well, that requires so many layers of knowledge. I just
2: had to share with the world that I was thinking about Icy Price the other day. Why? I don't know. I just was. Okay. Okay.
0: Only four more seasons till Icy Price.
2: Uh. <laughs> I'm glad that you know what, listeners. This is an insight into my brain and how it works. It's a very weird and random place so that's
0: for. you do have your tangents it was all pokemon related though it was all within in that less. realm yes it was then topic
2: sorry jacob didn't mean to. <laughs> no you're
1: good no you're good <laughs> alex goes on these tangent tangents and we as we know her tangents have their ups and downs like an elevator which hey. are <laughs> <which, our laughs> crew is walking towards here
2: oh my god jacob you brought it back in wonderfully
1: Ah uh, yes, yes. We're walk- we're on an elevator now. After a little brief conversation, where Oak basically tells Ash, "Hey, you're not gonna win this Pokemon League. So if you do your best, you're okay." Which I thought was a very weird, or very mature way for Oak to tell Ash that he's no good. <laughs> so that's what. Uh, good job there. But we're on an elevator, and all of a sudden we see this
0: kid come running towards us, and he goes, "Hey, block the door like you do when someone asks." It's kind of like seeing the Grim Reaper. It's like the specter of death was running down that hallway towards Ash
2: it's happening it's beginning
0: yeah it is beginning because this kid
1: just like makes his way onto the elevator politely i will say that and he sees ash's pikachu and he starts to go touch it and ash is freaking out like don't do that because it's going to shock you and kill you like it does me but this new kid says hey no i got i know what i'm doing and he touches it and hey pikachu likes him
2: okay how rude was that first of all you know you don't you don't pet somebody's pet without permission you don't just That's approach very true. and start petting them without asking and he just reaches down like the entitled brat he is and just goes and starts petting pikachu and i don't know i'm sorry i i'm not a dog owner but still i at least at least i have enough common sense to know you don't approach and start petting somebody's animal without their permission
1: without asking yeah But this kid does it anyway.
2: Ugh, God.
1: Luckily, Pikachu doesn't go off. It's all good. But then something bad does happen, and the power goes out. And I guess from overuse from all the Pokemon village. And we're sitting there, we're stuck. And then Brock tries to use the emergency call, which I thought was kind of funny. Doesn't work. And then this... Remember this kid, I assuming he looks young. He's probably the same age as Ash. Somehow becomes an elevator technician. He hotwires the, the elevator. Yeah, and yeah, ha- hacks it and hotwires it.
2: I'm sorry, the level of annoyance I felt during this entire part, I was like, what?
0: Okay. I wanted to <laughs> drop him down the elevator shaft. It was all- <laughs> I hated him immediately.
1: <laughs> he. I don't think he's trying to, but this kid really comes across as a snarky asshole who knows it all, right? Yes, he does. You know, like, and I have like a theory. Kid, okay. Go for, it's like that kid you would say like oh it's it's you know it's 78 degrees outside he goes well it's actually 79 that's the kid that's the type of kid this oh, is oh jeez Austin what was your what was your moment there
0: you, you got to wait till the end of the episode for it all to come together
1: oh so you, you mean
0: to keep going here keep i this going, was keep only going. the okay, first
2: okay. of several annoying <laughs> ass things that this kid does so
1: it really yeah it, uh, it, it keeps going you know what is the next thing go ahead <laughs>
2: You know it's just when awful. they describe torture where they like stick bamboo like under your fingernails? That's the feeling I got when I was watching.
1: Yeah, that's it's a very so good point. So it is so like that. <laughs> it, they did a great job of like the atmosphere when he's on screen is just like, I don't know what it is. Like you want to take your computer or whatever you're watching and just like smash it. Or something. <laughs> you know, like it's, they really nailed it with like his, I don't know, what do you call that? Like.
0: Irritating personality
1: yeah, like it just I don't know, this is a kid, you just hate this kid and That's why this episode made me super (laughs) mad As a kid, like it made me super mad Because I was like, I know what's coming And this kid's going to be that, oh my god Okay, I did
0: not I don't remember having an opinion on this character As a young kid I think I was apathetic toward this character When I rewatched these episodes when I was like 13, 14 or so And again when I rewatched them with Alex At like age like 19 or so (laughs) But now, two days from turning 30, I, I hated this character.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know what it is. I just don't like him. I don't like him either. Because the, the next
1: annoying thing he does, like I said, the power's out. He hotwires the things and just grabs two, like, wires from the elevator. He just has them there. And then, like, he just sticks them to Pikachu's cheeks and goes, hey, you know, do your do your thing. I would
0: be like, you don't touch my Pikachu. Also, not how elevators work. Also, now he's ruined the elevator. It needs to be completely... They need a new <laughs> elevator <true>. in there. <laughs> he just leaves
1: it. Act like the console's still off and the wires are all hanging out. Oh, my goodness. It, yeah, but it does, like Austin said, it does fix the elevator, at least. They're able to get out of it, even though they could just waited like five minutes and been safe because as they get to the bottom of the elevator, the power in the whole building is back on. So unless Pikachu's, like... Because you saw the lights on and the background when they got down there. Unless Pikachu's... Shock did the whole building. They could have just waited two seconds and the power would have came back on. And it's at this time, when we get down to the bottom of the elevator, that we learn that this kid's name is Richie,
0: which is like Uh. perfect for this character. Should we address the controversy about this name?
2: Richie with a T or Richie without a T?
0: I prefer Richie without a T because they're they're saying Richie, not Richie.
2: It's Richie without a T.
0: Do you, which do you prefer for this character? Which is more annoying? Oh my god, with the T for this okay. character. You got cuz he's just
1: that kind of jerk that would add that extra letter like you would spell it. He'd be like, "Oh, what's your name?" He's like, "Oh, Richie." You would spell it and hand it to him and he'd be like, "Oh, actually there's a T in it." Like that oh would be god, this kid. Oh my god, that's
2: exactly right. I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. That would be this kid. Uh... Oh my god. He'd be like, "Yeah, you left out the A." Where the fuck is the A? <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: right. He'd be that kid. <laughs> you know when you were saying that, Austin, about your apathy towards Richie, I don't know when it started either. Like, I'm really trying to think back. What is it specifically about him that just irked me so much? And I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we feed on each other and it's funny to hate him or something. But I don't know. He's just so annoying. Like, okay, to be fair, <laughs> he is annoying in that he just commandeers shit and, like, takes over and- does these sort of things but maybe and maybe it's a stupid well i don't know is it the nicknames is it, is it the pokemon nicknames because Zippo's is kind of cute i don't know what it is what is it
0: i think he's sucking all the air out of the room and when you're on an elevator that's not a good thing
2: oh, yeah yeah God. he comes
0: off and he starts off at the worst place possible the
2: fact that i can't figure out what makes me hate him makes me hate him more <laughs>
1: yeah, it, hit, it hit me really hard and i agree like i can't pinpoint one thing it's just like uh, he opens his he opens his mouth and you're just like oh, burp, nope burp, nope this isn't <laughs> this ain't gonna be the kind of this ain't gonna be a good thing here Maybe for it's me a
2: stupid jumpsuit outfit like what like he it looks like he's wearing a snowsuit but like not in the winter I don't know what it is a stupid hat <laughs> not
1: in the winter
2: is it a stupid hat is it the color scheme is clashing like yellow and green color scheme I don't know what it is
0: if it was all green I think it'd be a lot better but it's like green and blue and the hat has yellow and red.
2: Oh, stop. It like And his, like,
0: bright brown hair. It's just, ugh.
2: <laughs> oh, anyway, continue. We could talk more about why we hate him.
1: Yeah. This is called, like, the hate Richie power hour or whatever it is.
2: <laughs> power outage uh, hour. Like... <laughs> yeah, but you know what?
1: See, the funny thing is we hate the hell out of this guy. We do. I think we've expressed that a lot. But Oak and company seem to love him because Oak talks about, hey, his kid's so mature. And then Misty comes out with the, I hope this isn't someone's quote. She goes, unlike someone we know, and is looking right at Ash. And I'm like, there's no way a kid should know any of this stuff. Like, this is like, you know what I mean? You're a professor, Oak. You should have figured out the elevator.
0: You've got some credentials here. The fact that all the characters like, oh, this is a great young man. It's like, I fucking hate him so much more now that you've said that.
1: (laughs) I do too. Have y'all watched that
0: 70s show (laughs) in the last season? When they get the new guy and like and they have all the characters be like he's so amazing. It's like he is as plain as white bread, and y'all are fucking going crazy over this guy. I hate Richie and his fucking hot wiring elevators. <laughs> Was that the Eric replacement guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I know exactly.
1: That is him. <laughs> this is the Richie, Richie from that '70s show.
0: I can't even remember that character's name. <laughs> it's probably Kyle, Kyle with an I or something. I don't. I couldn't That's tell you.
1: <laughs> K I L E Kyle. Mm. oh my goodness we are fun ripping this kid apart okay so yeah people love this kid even though there's no reason to so the love is expressed but then we see some people riding by in a van asking for inspection of their pokeballs and it turns out that of course hey this is team rocket who are trying to steal i guess the people's pokeballs by saying they need to inspect them there were so many la- levels of stupid on this part. Yes. For one thing, no Jenny's there. Jenny was able to pick it out. You know, Unless it's in plain sight, Jenny's useless, right? There's no way for them to tell, hey, there's no inspection process in the Pokemon League.
0: Everyone put your Pokeballs that are unmarked in this giant brown bag.
1: We will get back to that later, though. Okay, okay. That is a good point. That is a good point.
0: That's so
2: stupid. Like, they, I mean, they even said they were like, or Richie. I mean, at least he had the foresight to say, you know, oh, I don't remember anybody saying anything about an inspection. I'll give him that one point, like he had a little bit of skepticism, but he still went ahead and did it.
0: Yeah, so, that's a point against Richie for me.
2: <laughs> okay. So it cancels yeah. out. It's a wash because he had a moment of clarity, but then he lost it because he still fell for it. And, and like, to your point, Jacob, where the hell was like the league officials or the police or anyone to say, wait a minute?
0: They got enough attention to have a huge crowd of, like, 50 people there.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's more people people than there are left in the league at this point. That's exactly what I was about to say. This is way more people than, like, trainers. So they're just people, I guess everybody, unless there's some type, I don't know. It it just doesn't make any sense. They take the Pokeballs, of course, and they also grab Pikachu, and then they kind of brag, Team Rocket brags about taking Pikachu. Then Ash and Richie finally realize that, hey, the people in the van were Team Rocket. And then they start chasing after the van. They're the only two to do so. Yeah, Ash and Richie are the only ones who chase after the van. They first, like, don't notice each other, but then they kind of do. And they see, like, Team Rocket starts going down this mountain towards this hill thing. And Richie gets the bright idea of, hey, I'm going to stop this van at all costs. I'm just going to jump in front of it.
2: Well, you missed the whole part where Ash, like, they try oh, to down the hill. intercept yeah. it. And he runs down a hill, which shouldn't be physically, like, possible. But then... Richie stops him at the last moment by tackling him. And Ash is like, what the hell did you do that for? And Richie's like... Ash punches him. Yeah, he... Like, Ash, like, physically punches him, him, like, off of him. Because he, like, tackled him down to the ground. And he's like, but Ash, if I didn't stop you, you would have run right off the clip. And Ash is like, well, damn, son, that was my whole point. I was trying to run (laughs) off the clip.
1: I was trying to do (laughs) this. jump onto the
2: van, which... To be fair, was a stupid and foolhardy plan, but s- still, Richie ruined it. So
1: both both plans still suck though, because one at least <laughs> you you die in a cool way. The second one you just get ran over. Right? <laughs> you know, at least Ash's idea was like, I'm gonna go balls out here. Yeah, I'm just
2: gonna fly off this cliff, which he, I'm sure he would have been fine because this is a Pokemon world and you can do superhuman feats of like insanity but still also
0: it's ash he's the chosen one yeah. nothing can kill him
2: well he he literally survived a torrent of fire and was untouched by it because of the spirit of Maltrace. so i'm sure some spirit of something would have stepped in and helped him here
1: yeah apparently well something does step in and help the torps here because the van that's about to run into richie and ash at this point just sort of veers off the road look i mean luckily they swore otherwise they would have hit these kids and just goes flying down the river.
2: Well, they run out. I don't like. I don't understand this part and like the spatial relations of th- everything because they ran down the hill. They missed the van, but then somehow they like went through a bush or something, and then surprise, they're in front of the van again. Like
0: Palkiel was drunk that
1: day. Uh, don't worry about uh, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the way yeah the way that it's good. That's a good point Alex. The way it's laid out. They should have always been behind the van, like a, a significant amount. But this is James driving. Remember again,
2: right? He has problems with that.
1: He probably reversed and <laughs> or something. I don't know, but he does do a great job when the the van veers off the road and just kind of skips along the river.
2: Well, doesn't he get knocked out? He gets, he gets
0: knocked, knocked out. out. Yeah, he gets, he gets knocked out, out of the wheel. Yeah.
2: And then Jesse has to take over and drive. But they get away. They get away. <laughs> they
1: get away. That lump on James's head was hilarious. And
0: the and the face he was making. Here's where I have to note the Who's That Pokemon. Did y'all oh, notice this? Oh,
2: man. The audio issue.
0: Yeah. It was like yeah. our podcast or something. The audio was so bad. It was like echoing for no reason.
2: Yeah. It was like a double. They like overlaid it twice. So it was like a double audio track. It was really weird. I thought it was my computer messing up for a minute. And then I went back and it did it oh, again. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like a, the little skip thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, who was the Pokemon for this one? Diglett. Diglett, that's right, Diglett. Who doesn't make an appearance?
2: Is it for the next episode? Like, I never understand how they pick it. Is it, like, Pokemon that appear in it's the next It's either that
0: episode? one or the next one, I guess. It's Sometimes it's for the next episode, and sometimes it's just totally random, I guess. I don't know. Weird. I'm not keeping track. Yeah.
2: We'll note, we, we should try to note if the next episode has a Diglett. I know I'll forget, so audience, I'm sorry, we, you might not have a follow-up to this, but I'll try to remember.
1: Anyway, Team Rocket now has gotten away because they very often, like I said, went down that river. And this is where we kinda get at an Ash and Richie sort of bonding oh moments. Sort of like a <sighs> would you I s- I don't think they hate each other before this point, but they're definitely not like on the same page. <laughs> But they kind of start talking, you know, as you do when you're alone in the woods trying to find your lost Pokemon. I'm and sorry, And they both Jacob, discovered... I have to yes. interrupt
2: you because...
0: Are you a Pokemaniac?
2: I... <laughs> I... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, but I was gonna...
0: Would Richie make that comment or was it Ash? It was Ash. It was... ash. Oh, goddammit, Ash. It was... He does it looking off, though. Like, he's
1: like, I guess we're both... Pokémoniacs.
0: Richie brings out the worst in Ash, I swear.
2: Yeah, well, you know another thing that makes me freaking hate Richie is the fact that this freaking kid, he's like, Ash, we have to stop. It's too dangerous. Blah, blah. Because Ash would have kept on looking, you know, whatever. And, Ash, and Richie's like, no, Ash, we have to stop and make camp because we have to be well-rested and all this other bullshit. And then he's like, but don't worry, because I have two sleeping bags. Because I carry around two sleeping bags for some godforsaken unknown reason.
1: Well, he met that other guy.
2: What? The backpack kid?
1: Yeah, the backpack kid from way early on. He met him.
2: I'm sorry. I know this is a completely absurd thing to be upset about. But I don't know why him having two sleeping bags gets under my skin like it does. It just really fucking annoys me. What? I
0: think it's because he states... Well, when you travel around as much as I do, you always keep an extra. I'm like, Richie, literally every single fucking person here travels exactly as much as you do. Shut the fuck up and get in your extra sleeping bag and go away. I love how we always throw that snarkiness on everything
1: Richie says. Like, oh, when he doesn't say it like that in the episode, but it really comes across that way. As, like, oh, well, when you travel as much as I do, can you, too? <laughs> you know what I mean? We add that, like, <laughs> little.
2: He's so pretentious and stupid. I'm like, what do you think the rest of these these kids are doing? Like, you think Ash doesn't. I mean, he's traveling around just as much, but he doesn't have a, a separate sleeping bag. Like, you carry what you can carry for yourself. Like,
1: yeah, you gotta be carrying. It's a heavy load. You wanna
0: keep it as small as Yeah,
2: possible. exactly.
0: You're not special. Stop acting like you're the fucking main character. You're not.
2: Well, he's got that main character look, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, I wrote... My quote says, Anyway, they have a homoerotic campfire moment, and Richie always has an extra sleeping bag because he's a sexual opportunist.
2: Yeah. That's about right. I think that's probably where the hatred stems from. Then he, then they get into... That's what I was mentioning in the 30 seconds, where they get into this like stupid, star-gazing, pissing contest where he's like one upping ash at every opportunity and i'm like just shut up like oh
1: dude they're laughing it off do you think they're like laughing it off like haha we're buddies or they're laughing off like i'm gonna punch you
2: yeah the the second one i i there was an undertone of like i'm gonna kill you like i don't know what it was yeah
0: that fire's gonna be in your face i just thought it was weird that like ash was having like a contemplative moment and then you hear off camera Richie going, ah. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Ash is like, What are you doing over there? And Richie's like, looking at the stars. And oh, you're like, so
2: right. I forgot about that. Like it was completely unrelated and random. Like, what does Ash say? He he says something or is thinking to himself something. And then you get the
1: was that after he was talking about like one was like i'm gonna be the master of the world that was the lead into that
2: well what did he say i can't remember exactly what he said that he like stupidly laughs and interrupts him i can't remember
0: I can't either. God. It doesn't like, it matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's just laughing to himself like an insane person. He probably like <laughs> <laughs> always has out that second ba- sleeping bag and it is like oh, you're my new friend. Oh,
2: This is where God. This is where ted
1: this is where Ted normally sleeps, but you can sleep with in there tonight. Oh gross. Is that okay with you, Ted? Yes. Okay, Ted agrees.
2: Yeah, that's 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 it. That's gotta be it.
1: Uh Man, Richie's turned on to be the hot topic of the day, isn't he? <laughs> Lord, this little, <laughs> and then,
2: uh, this little punk. Well, I'm not gonna say it because it <laughs> so might be punk. somebody's quote, but I, oh my God, he! I just couldn't stand his one-upmanship constantly.
1: That's the problem I think we have with him. We have our main cha- character established, of course, right? Then this new guy comes out of random and tries to take the slot. Hell no, no!
0: Oh my God, that? Jacob, do you remember? Yeah, that it's an old school episode of Simpsons. Where I don't remember what the plot of the episode is, but at the end of the episode, Bart and Lisa are going to save the day. Yeah. Okay, I'll explain it to the audience and Alex, because I assume (laughs) you've not seen this, Alex. I have not. So, Bart and Lisa are going to do what they do in all the old school episodes, which is, like, they're going to go to the library and they're going to find some sort of loophole to, like, save Krusty the Clown or whatever. And... Then they get there, they go to a press conference to, like, announce their discovery, and there's two other random kids who look exactly like Bart and Lisa, and they have had their own adventure, and they've solved the problem on their own accord. (laughs) And Bart and Lisa was like, well, I guess the problem's solved, but it feels weird that we didn't do it. And then the episode ends with Bart looking out the window, and there's his doppelganger staring at him as he rides by on a skateboard, and, like, scary music plays. That's the vibe that Richie gives me
2: what he's gonna kill and kill ash and take over his like role
0: he's like unsettling he's like (laughs) he shouldn't be here
1: yeah are we setting up for a replacement
0: kind of thing we can only
2: handle one pretentious child at a time
0: ash is gonna get like single white female
2: oh my god
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness Uh, all right let's get we'll go back and back in here to the, the
1: episode a little bit as you can tell we're huge richie fans Anyway, so they're having their like homoerotic, I guess is the word that mm-hmm. Austin used, which it's fitting. And they wake up the next day, and they go across, and they see Team Rocket has not made it very far in this van. They're probably like 50 feet away from where they were camping. If they would have stuck with Ash's original plan to look through the night, they would have found them easily, like Alec was saying. But anyway, it's the next morning. Team Rocket's asleep. Ash and Richie decide that, hey, we're going to go and sneak into the van to get the Pokemon back. And they easily sneak in. The door's unlocked. They walk in. Oh, to their surprise, the Team Rocket catches them and locks them inside. And then they start the van and they just start driving off with the kids unbuckled in the back
0: seat, making all these crazy turns, slinging them all around. Can we talk about how when they first get in the van, Pikachu's still in the burlap sack. And we're like, burp outside! Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's suffocating. He's been there for like 12 hours because Richie didn't want to keep looking.
2: Yeah, that's another thing, you know, Pikachu suffered needlessly all night long because Richie insisted that they stop, but they could have, like, to your point, Jacob, we could have been done and back home for dinner if they had just gone with Ash's original plan, but you know what, maybe Richie just wanted to have Ash alone and have his, like, super sexy secret sleepover moment with him, like, that's what I think. It was just an excuse to sleep with Ash.
0: Spoilers for my theory. Sorry. (laughs) When do you want to share your theory, Austin? At the end, at the end.
1: Okay. So we're in the van at this moment, and Ash and Richie decide that, hey, we're going to stop the van by using Pokemon. And this is where you kind of give Richie a little bit of credit, because he does mark his balls with little stars on them. And I thought, like, okay, that is kind of smart for him.
2: Why isn't this more common,
1: that's exactly what I was thinking, too. This should be common
0: practice. There should Pokeballs should be branded, kind of like cattle. I was wondering how the physics of it worked, because the stars are stickers on them when they're small. So do the stars expand when the Pokeballs grow?
2: Let's not think yes. about it too hard.
0: Okay, we won't think about the Pokeball st- sticker mechanics.
2: I mean, I love Pokeball mechanics, and that's my thing, but even I don't have a good answer, so we're going to forget about it. Maybe they're etched. Well, then no, that wouldn't make any sense either, because that if it was an etching, then it would still be the same size. Eh, who cares?
1: Anyway, Richie is able to find his Pokeballs, and Ash can't. He throws, just keeps grabbing them in the bag and pulling out random ones. Think he pulls out a Magikarp, a Slowbro. I think a Drowsy's in there, too. But anyway, finally, he sees that Pikachu's in the knapsack, saves him, and then Pikachu comes along and smells out Ash's Pokeballs, and then he finds Bulbasaur. Yay! Yay. And Bulbasaur is kind of useless. Bulbasaur doesn't do anything. He uses like two attacks and they don't do anything to the van. (laughs) And then Richie comes in because Ash can't do it. You know Ash wasn't going to be able to. Richie comes in to save the day with his Pokemon Zippo, who is a Charmander. (laughs) So
2: basically another reason why we all hate Richie and Austin, not to like my point before was I don't want to think too much about Richie because it hurts my head. But Richie just has all of Ash's Pokemon. He's just like Ash, but like better, but it, in a bad way. Not like better in a good way, but better in a bad way. If that makes any sense.
0: Richie is what people think the character Red should be.
2: Who said that?
0: I said that just now, didn't you? Hear me? Oh, okay. But Red like is like fandom.
2: cool and like brooding and mysterious and...
0: Except Red's not actually any of those things. Because he's oh, is a nothing—he's he not? a nothing burger of a character, and if Red did exist <laughs> in the real nothing world, burger. he would come off as Richie does come across. I think.
2: Really, I feel like he's got more of a blue vibe, like a Gary vibe. Like I don't know. Like he's just the dark and mysterious character that a little Red? word, yeah, little words. You know, he's just like the. I don't know. I'm basing my entire assumption on the red that we see on Mount Silver and that's it, but like...
1: Da, 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 more da, of like da, a, da, 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 da. a brute. You said he's more like a brutish kind of character. Bruting, yes. Broody. To me, I think Richie is more of a snake in the grass, which is probably why Jesse sends Arbuck after him. <laughs> when, oh my um, god. <laughs> when they're Jacob's when the Zippo, de- <laughs> Zippo destroys the van.
2: Oh my god.
1: Zippo, Zippo destroys, yeah, destroys the van, basically. Yeah, he, like, melts it. Yeah, and then Jesse sends an Arbuck after him. And Arbuck, you know, tackles Pikachu. And then J- Jesse's like, James, you can't drive. And then here we go again with Ash failing and Richie coming to save the day. Because Richie sends out Sparky, which is another Pikachu. Which kind of just throws everybody for a loop. Because no one else could have a Pikachu but Ash. Sparky, was it Sparky and Ash? Do they combine their Pikachu's to use Thunderbolt together, and they cute Team Rocket, and this shoots them far away? But this sends the van, you know, tumbling down a mountain, and Ash sends out Pidgeot to save him, and Richie out sends out Happy, his Butterfree. Every Pokemon that Richie has has a nickname. Of course it does, because just calling them by the name that they are is not good enough for Richie. He's got to have a nickname for everybody.
2: I don't know. I kind of feel like. I mean, Ash has kind of mentioned that he's like, well, in the movie he did, he's like, my Tarzan doesn't have a nickname, but it's still strong or whatever he said. I don't know. I appreciate the more like personal element with the nicknames. I understand why Ash can't give his Pokemon nicknames because he's got to they gotta sell merchandise and they have to know what the actual Pokemon name is, but still,
1: Richie's just a jerk who does it. That's all it is to it. Yep. Richie also jumps in again as they're kind of falling with style, kind of like a Toy Story reference. They're <laughs> falling with style. And Richie's like, hey, you need to make sure we're falling too fast. You need to make sure that your Pidgeotto uses Whirlwind. Which Did, did we know Pidgeotto knows Whirlwind at this point? I, or? Think
0: it, I think it's used it before. I could be wrong. Okay,
1: okay, good. If it, if it has, that's awesome. It's great uh, great writing there. And, of course, Richie saves Ash by suggesting that because they fall safely to the ground. And then they fall safely to the ground, and then all of a sudden a convoy of Jeeps comes rolling in to save the Pokemon. Of course, two hours too late here.
0: Yeah, where have they been this whole time?
1: Yeah, they've been doing nothing this whole time, because we're not that far from where the Pokemon for, were first taken. We're not.
2: Yeah, oh my god, they went a whole night. Like, where was the police and, like, everybody else, like, searching around? Like, they, they went, like, a whole day.
0: Yeah. Security here is useless. Maybe they were on the other side of the plateau and this is like they've come all the way around. They've been driving in a circle waiting to see something happen. Yeah, and then they saw this exploding van. They're like, oh shit, <laughs> over there. <laughs> Something's <laughs>
1: happening. Anyway, they sh- they showed up and I guess they don't really save the day. I thought they were like little jeeps, right? They were. Yeah, jeeps. they were. Okay. And Ash and Richie uh, shake hands because, hey, they're the best team to ever exist. Oh
2: my God god this little circle jerk moment that they have going on at the end
1: that was at the campfire no they had oh.
2: another one oh. well oh. well yeah they had that one and they probably would have had another one here if they if jenny and the rest of the crew didn't like show up but they were like oh my god you were great your pidgeotto was so great no your butterfly was so great oh my god you're so great i mean they practically had their like you know what i'm not even gonna go into it and say it jesus
1: that's a great way to describe it. Just a huge circle jerk right what? there. I was Everybody, like, that's yeah, enough. That's a great way. Yeah. <laughs> After that huge circle jerk, we flash forward. We're inside a stadium now where opponents are being selected for the round before the round where they use six Pokemon. Just to clarify that again. And I thought the kind of method that they choose opponents is pretty cool because Ash takes a fishing rod, dips it in a little pool, and catches a huge magic cart with a number. I think it's number and letter A6 or A3 or something like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter because this whole episode has just been a setup to show us that two best friends who love each other dearly are going to have to battle each other soon, if not the next episode.
2: And one's going to have to go home.
0: It's, it's Richie. Ash versus Richie.
1: Yes, Ash versus Richie. And the episode ends with a freeze frame of Ash's mouth wide open, looking at the camera, and distraught that he's going to have to beat up his best friend.
0: That's the episode. I have my theory. Yeah, tell Go us. For it. Richie's a stalker. Okay, so... Oh,
2: God. I wasn't uh, expecting that.
0: Okay, so when Ash pulls the Magikarp out of the pool, it says A3, and the lady at the desk is like, okay, A3, that means your opponent will be Richie. Now, as we discussed with the ice, grass, fields, etc., we think that they're already set up, and this is just a stupid little thing they do, I don't know, to keep Ash's brain entertained... Like, all of the matches are already set up. So I think Richie already knew that it was going to be Ash versus Richie. And Richie was already aware of Ash because, you know, Ash had been flambayed by the Moltres flame and survived. Wait, so you're
2: saying that he knew prior to that, like, elevator that Ash was going to be his?
0: Yes, Now, as we know from that scene where they're in the elevator, only the elevator's electricity was out. The rest of the building was still on. That is because Sparky the Pikachu deliberately sabotaged that elevator. Oh, wow. Richie was waiting in the wings for Ash and his crew and his mom to all get in the elevator. And then he ran out. and was like, hold on, wait for me.
2: Big brain time here. Yes, and then he
0: waited for Sparky to blow out the fuse, and then he was the problem solver who saved them from the elevator catastrophe. Uh, How did Richie know he was going to be battling Ash? Because Richie hacked the server. Okay, okay. As we know, he's a genius electrician. Okay, it's all <laughs> predetermined. Okay.
2: Okay. It's all coming together.
0: Okay. Yes. So, next thing, at- Richie knows that there's a two team rocket people who are following Ash at all times because he saw them attack with the Grasshopper Mecha.
2: Well, he did mention them, right? He, he Yeah, said he's like, I know who you yes. are. Yes. You're,
0: you're Jesse and James from Team Rocket. Because he's been casing this out for a while. Oh he's my probably god. doing this with every single participant in the league. But now it's Ash's turn. He's already done this with his previous four opponents, by the way. Oh it's my just- god. <laughs> now it's time for Ash. And so Richie knew it was inevitable that Team Rocket was going to attack. So he knew that Team Rocket was the one having them put all their Pokeballs in the sack. And he was like... This is suspicious, but it works into my grand master plan of getting Ash to trust me. So (laughs) (laughs) So he engineers the scenario where he and Ash are having to run after Team Rocket. He wants to stretch it out, so he stops Ash from running down the hill by tackling him. He uh, Later, he's like, oh, we can't look at, for them during night. Let's do a campfire. I got an extra sleeping bag right here. Here, Ash, tell me all about yourself. We'll talk about our so, dreams. Oh,
2: my God. So, wait. So, he doesn't really typically carry two sleeping bags. He had planned this out, and so he packed an <laughs> yes. extra one. Because that, you're so right. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you carry two just because? He was freaking planning this from the start. Ugh.
1: And the marked Pokeballs, too. Yes!
0: Oh my god! God. (laughs)
2: uh, It all makes sense.
0: This is all to ruin Ash's confidence.
2: (laughs) And ruin him.
0: (laughs) And also seduce him?
2: Probably. Wow, what a revelation.
1: Richie goes on to beat Ash and win the the tournament. He deserves it, because that is a (laughs) lot of effort that I definitely wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't even go to that extent just be all. like
2: damn just let you have the win like you went through all this effort
1: that's how he comes up as a know-it-all because he literally knows,
0: knows it, all. it all it was all according to plan all according to keikaku oh
2: my Gosh. god that makes me hate him <laughs> even more now than oh ever
1: he
0: does seem fake though he does have that fake persona going yeah on and we're so. we're catching on to that we're catching on to his bullshit wow. we just can't articulate it until i just did
2: that's wild
1: that is an excellent fan fiction theory right there. There right. we go. I
2: choose to subscribe to it like it's canon. I absolutely, wholeheartedly believe it now. It makes too much sense. It's, it's, wow.
0: I'm like going through my head right now and just trying to pick up other parts. Having the Pikachu, Charmander, and Butterfree, that'd be maybe a bit too much. That might be a coincidence.
2: Or was he always watching from the beginning?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Or like, is someone above him in charge telling him what to do? He works for Giovanni. Giovanni. That's <laughs> 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 That's crazy. I'm trying to think of other incident, like other things that Richie did that like could be like manipulation. Thankfully, we have more Richie episodes to come.
2: We'll make note of his master plan as it continues on.
1: All right. Well, that concludes that episode. I guess we can move on to our MVP, LVP, and our quote. And Austin, you're gonna lead us off, followed by myself,
0: and then Alex. I mean, should I take Richie for LVP? Go for it. Uh, Who cares? Does anyone object? Can we all no. do a
2: simultaneous, like, Richie LVP thing? Do we
0: all want to do give him a triple LVP across the board? I got another. Okay, you got another. Okay, got another. Oh. you have another, Alex?
2: No, I don't, but I'll think of one, I guess. Okay, okay,
0: okay. Then I'm going to give my LVP to Pikachu for being stuck in a bag all night, because that poor thing, he gets the Aww. LVP for that. Oh. And my MVP will be Delia for commandeering a <sighs> kitchen through her sheer will. My quote will be when they're all in the RV having the chase sequence. Ash says, "Pikachu, Thunderbolt oh, attack!" No, that and then was James the best swerves. James swerves the van and says, "Turn attack!"
2: Oh, that was the that was the <laughs> highlight standout moment for Via this entire episode.
1: Yeah, that I had to grab awesome. that one
0: while oh, it was available.
1: God. I started with my LVP two, and I'm gonna give it to the security of the Pokemon Village. For one thing, they show up way too late, and they're not. Who can just randomly go and say, hey, there's a Pokemon inspection, and you not raise flags to that? Jenny, where were you? Jenny, with the rest of the whole security police force, you're my LVP for this episode. And I'm going to give my MVP, I came up with this on the fly, I'm going to give it to Oak. Hmm. Because Oak has matured a lot since we have seen him throughout these episodes. Do you remember the first episode... When Ash goes to pick up the Pokeballs and Oak knows they're empty, but he lets them, he makes him choose the three anyway.
0: Oh, yeah, it's our first conspiracy theory on this podcast. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> but now, flash forward to this episode, 79 or 80 later, we see Brock, or we see Oak telling Ash he's going to lose without calling him a loser. He says, Hey, you know, as long as you try your best, it's okay. You know, if, even if you lose, you still feel proud. So. Oak's really kind of calmed down with how he treats Ash and has matured and grown over these episodes. Are you sure so.
2: about that? Because he had a moment where he's like, gotta win, Ash. All of Palatown's counting on you. And like Misty jumped in and was like, you're only making it worse."
1: But that's when he says, it's okay if you lose. Uh, so he comes back and fixes his mistake.
2: I don't buy it. I'm still, I don't trust Oak.
1: I had to come up with something. He's a sinister old man. <laughs> he has his moments when his
0: mind's right. He's not that old. He's 85. He's 50.
2: He's 50? Holy crap. I hope that, you know, we can only hope we don't look half as bad as
0: that at 50. We can only hope Gary ages better than that. Jeez. Yeah. I think Oak's done some hard partying in his time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I could totally see that.
1: Anyway, my quote goes to James. This is when they're gathering the balls with the sack or whatever. (laughs) And he goes up to Ash and he goes, You two... I mean... Young man. It's <laughs> like, that's pretty good. You too, tour. I mean, young man. Uh, I found that pretty funny from James.
2: All right. Um, well, I guess since you guys graciously picked other LVPs, can I just say Richie?
0: Yay, Richie. Wait, why would Richie be your LVP? He's still likable.
2: I know. I, know, God, I know. It's a complete shock. I know. There's so many good things he did this episode. Like, he saved them from dying on an elevator. He saved Ash from careening to his death off a mountainside he graciously hosted him at his campsite all these things i know god but i hate him anyway mvp i am going to give it to pikachu i already did oh wait i thought you said lvp to pikachu
0: yeah oh you said M B. okay never mind mvp to <laughs> never P- mind
2: oh my god you freaked me out i was like wait what <laughs> mvp for the opposite reason you said lvp because he was stuck in a sack all night but that's exactly why he deserves mvp because he survived all night in a van (laughs) in a burlap sack and then he was able to somehow sniff out ash's pokemon through the pokeballs like that's pretty impressive to me i agree good for pikachu like
1: he knew his oxygen level
2: yeah he i felt so bad for him he was just sitting there in a cold van all night long in a sack Ugh.
0: I just needed someone who wasn't Richie. (laughs) Pikachu was my fall, man.
2: And my quote. I know you kind of said the Pokemaniac thing earlier, so I won't say that. It was a good one, though. All right, I'll just, I'll give it to the quote to Ash during the part where he's tag teaming with Sparky. So it's like Pikachu and Sparky. And Ash yells out, he's like, Pikachu, give them agility and stereo. thought that was
1: fun. Fun indeed. Get it? indeed. Oh my gosh. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh wow.
1: Have we done enough Richie Hayden?
0: Are there any more comments? or?
2: Um, there's more Richie to come. So... <laughs> we got
0: more Richie hating on the schedule. Yep. Know My Immortal this week? I think it's a little late.
2: I thought we promised the people last week we would do an episode.
0: Alright, we'll do one chapter. One chapter. We'll do one
1: chapter after the outro. If you want to stick around and listen to it, if you don't, good for you. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Austin, what's up for next week? What episodes are we doing? Oh, shit. Why do I always forget? Do you want me to look it up real quick? No, I'm, I, it's my responsibility. I'll do it. Uh, there's two episodes that both have friend in the title. Friend or foe alike and friends to the end. Some more friend episodes. And Richie's going to be there, so join us all for
1: the hate, of course. And from the bottom, bottom,
0: bottom bottom of our hearts wait who's the bottom ash or richie ash 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 <laughs> <laughs>
2: not a question
0: from the
1: bottom underneath richie ash's heart and our hearts we just like to thank you all for listening and please 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 leave us a five star rating and if you have any questions or comments for the show be sure to send them to out of the drying pan at gmail.com again that is out of the drying pan at gmail.com and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Austin does some fun stuff with that. So if you want to check out some cool stuff, give us a follow on Twitter. And our handle is out of drying pan. Again, our handle is out of drying pan. And be sure to join us next time for more Richie Hate and as the journey continues. See y'all then.
0: a long-ass outro, Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I was trying to uh,
1: halt some time before. Giving the people more time to decide if they want to listen to My Immortal or not. Well, they're out of
0: time. Chapter 23. Chapter 23, Alex, go.
2: Oh, it's me. Okay. That's kind of exciting. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of
0: exciting.
1: (laughs) I was
2: last. Okay, I was last for like everything this episode, and I had to do the 30 seconds, and so I'm kind of excited. Okay. It's been a few weeks. I don't even remember where we left off. But chapter 23. A.N. the hut the fuck up bitches. Or er, just jealous because I got 10,000 reviews.
0: <laughs> even 10,000 10, reviews. <laughs> yes.
2: 10,000 reviews. Just like us. Yes. Yes, Jacob.
1: No, just like us. Just like our podcast. 10,000 reviews. Yes. Oh, yep.
2: Thanks to Raven for the help in telling me about the books, girloo rock, let's go shopping together. The door opened and Professor Rumbridge and Cornelia Fudge stomped out angrily. Then Dumbledum and Rumbridge sawed us. Mr Way What? Mr Okay. Mr Way, what the beep are you doing? And it literally says what the beep are you doing? Who is she talking to? Uh
0: Ebony Ebony Darkness Dimitri, raven Ravenway.
2: Mr. Way? Okay. It's a typo. Okay. Rumbridge shouted angrily. Dumbledore <laughs> blared at her. Oops, she made a mistake. He corrupted her. She means hi, everybody. Come in. <laughs> well, we all came in angrily. So did all the other students. I sat between Darkness and Draco and opposite Luddy Mary. Crab and Goyle started to make some morbid jokes. They both looked exactly like Villa Volo. I don't know who that is. But they looked like
1: him. Wh-
2: what? We're having a
1: moment. Austin. Austin.
0: Austin. <laughs> Ignore me. Go on. How
2: did your earphones pop out of your ears and fly across the room?
0: I smacked my microphone and it flew across the room.
2: <laughs> oh lordy. Okay. I ate some Count Tocula and drank some blood from a cup. Then I heard someone shooting angrily. I looked behind me. It was... Vampire. He and Draco were shooting at each other. Vampire? Draco? WTF? I asked. You fucking bastard, yelled Draco at Vampire. I want to shit next to her. (laughs) No, I do. (laughs) No, I do, shouted. "'No, she doesn't fucking like you, you son of a bitch,' yelled Draco. "'No, fuck you, motherfucker. She labs me, not you,' shouted Vampire. "'And then... he jumped on Draco!' "'No, not in that way, you perv. "'They started to fight and beat each other up. "'Dumbledore yelled at them, but they didn't stop. "'All of a sudden, a terrible man with red eyes and no nose flew in on his broomstick. "'He had no nose and was wearing a gray robe.' All the glass in the window he flew through fell apart. Brittany, that fucking prep, started to cry. Vampire and Draco stopped fighting. I stopped eating. Everyone gasped. Da room fell silent. Balsamort. A bobby Ebony. Darth Baylor said evilly in his raspy voice.
1: <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, it's so absurd. Oh da- God, Darth Vader! Okay, thou hast th- failed your mission. Now I shall kill thou, and I shall kill vampire as well. If thou does not kill him before, then I shall kill thee <laughs> too. This is getting very too. repetitive. Didn't we already have this happen? I feel yeah, like yeah, this
1: is like the fourth time.
2: Okay, please don't make me kill him, please! I begged. No, he laughed crudely. Kill him, or I shall kill him anyway. Then he flew away cackling. I bust into tears. Draco and Vampire came to contort me. Suddenly, my eyes rolled up so they looked all cool and gothic. I had a vision where I saw some lightning flash and then Voldemort coming to kill Draco while Draco slit his wrist in a depressed way. No! I screamed sexily. Then I locked up and stopped having the vision. Ebony, Ebony, are you all right? asked Draco in a worried voice. Yeah, yeah, I sadly I said sadly as I got up. Everything's all right, Enabi, said Vampire all sensitive. No it's not, I shouted angrily. Tears of blood went down my face. OMFG, oh, what if I'm getting possessed like in the ring too? It's okay, girl, said b Mary. Maybe you should ask Professor Sinister about what Professor the Sinister Okay, bitch, I said sadly. The new
0: story arc begins, (laughs) almost. And we
2: went. (laughs) Yay, Professor Sinister.
0: I'm so sorry, listening audience, for all this. Yay, almost there.
2: Well, if they're still listening, that means they enjoy it and they want us to finish it, much to Jacob's extreme displeasure.
0: That's all, folks.
2: That's all. (laughs) That's all. Join us next week.